This podcast is brought to you by eBay, the original destination for thrifty secondhand fashion. Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast, This Old Thing. Uh, This Old Thing is really about my love of clothes and the stories around clothes that we've worn, we've kept, people we love have worn and it's really a celebration of that and a celebration of buying secondhand. My guest this week is a writer, the best-selling author of four books for adults and two for children. She's written and presented two primetime BBC shows and has written essays for the New York Times, Vogue and The Guardian and is currently a columnist at House and Garden. Her latest book, The Worst Sleepover in the World, illustrated by Luciano Lozano, is out now. I met her when she was a teenage fashion model and, (laughs) in brackets, insanely beautiful, and still is, end of brackets, um, a lifetime ago. She was also like a huge contributor, the cheap date fanzine about secondhand clothes and and was so part of, um, I guess, early thrifting spirit of the 90s um, in New York. And uh, I've known her for many, many a year and I'm really happy to welcome you, Sophie Dahl. Hi, Bay. Hi. (laughs) Um, Lovely, lovely to have you here, Sophie. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, I'm just going to jump right in, as I do, and ask you, you know, what's your relationship with clothes in a general sense? I mean, just to sort of, you know, answer the question for you, I feel like you really had the same style for so long, (laughs) in a really good way. Like, every, I love the consistency of you. Like, you look, clothes are clean and beautiful and soft, and you always smell great. I mean, just, just tell me about your, your approach to all of that. It's so funny because I feel like actually my my closest style relation is probably the Queen. <laughs> I think, I, think I, I was I was trying to come oh. up with someone really hip, and actually I think it's the Queen because I, yes. my shoes always match my handbag, and so my true. style hasn't changed for five hundred years. But That's I really so I really I really love clothes, and that is a that is a constant. Um, yes. But yeah, I don't. I think I sort of stuck to a formula, you know, I just, I, I knew what I loved um, and it hasn't, hasn't really deviated from then. So yeah, me and can the we, Queen. Can we, can I just jump in there and say that the Queen is probably the most stylish person on the planet. So that's, <laughs> but I do love that, you know, you said it perfectly when you said, you know, my shoes match my handbag and they kind of do and maybe, and maybe the cashmere sweaters kind of maybe matches, but I've always loved how sort of swanye you are like even if you're in sweatpants which isn't very often I don't think um in fact maybe never but even if you're in that kind of like I'm at home day yeah you have this sort of impeccable way of 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 always being that that I think is really kind of related to self-respect actually you always look like you're looking after yourself oh that's so that's so sweet I think I think maybe also it comes from that possibly like the queen I went I went away to school when I was very young and so I've always been in charge of my own clothes (laughs) so maybe maybe again I've just been matching things since 1987 you know I, I Long may it continue. Long Long may may it continue. continue. And then tell me, do you think that being, you know, you modelled, I think, 
pretty early age. Yeah. Do you think that being, how was that being thrust in this world where all these different clothes and styles and I guess working with experts, whatever experts are in that field, but you know, people with strong opinions around clothes and, yep. you know, and, and good eye, you know, they have a good eye. How did, how do you think those different style influences affected you? Did you love soaking it in or was it like, this is me and that's that? How did that no, work? No, I, I, I found it really exciting. But I mean, also my mum, I was, I grew up surrounded by really glamorous women. So my mum wore really beautiful clothes. She wore a lot of isimiyaki and very structured, interesting clothes. And my granny, um, who was an actress, wore beautiful, beautiful clothes. So I... I knew I knew a little bit about clothes and I loved them but I loved them from afar um and I think fashion just coming into fashion at that formative age I think probably made me braver with clothes you know I'd experiment a, a lot more so I'd get these little Victorian bustle jackets from Portobello and wear them over a mini dress and then you know have a posh handbag that someone had given me for a job you know that kind of mixing and matching and I think that maybe I wouldn't have done well I definitely wouldn't have done that I would have been in high street clothes you know um but I think I learned from stylists going to the market and and yeah it's the experimentation and I think we I think we 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 were young in fashion at a time um that was particularly exciting for that yeah I think you're great where everything was kind of the rule book was kind of thrown up in the air and and also what you say of course about your mum Tessa you know incredibly stylish and your grandmother who's kind of super like one of those a movie star of the school of Joan Crawford like the most sort of glamorous bit of Hollywood right yeah she was so she was so glamorous my granny that kind of yeah like probably the most stylish of all yeah yes kind of and wearing world. yeah wearing wearing turbans and you know yeah. Dior amazing Dior coats and yeah really she was she was incredibly glamorous and actually one of the things I've inherited from her is she always wore Capizio ballet shoes around the house <laughs> my kids think it's really weird but yeah well they're, they're like my slippers yeah they're your yeah. slippers um what would be, if you had to do a favourite fashion, if you had to give a favourite fashion moment, what do you think that would be? So my own or someone else's? Yours. I think it would probably be, I wore this amazing Gianni Versace dress um, to a Versace retrospective at the v at the V&A in, I guess, probably 2002, 2003. And it was so, so beautiful. It was so enchanting. It was like a spider web with the most amazing structure inside. And I just remember walking out the door and feeling like a goddess. You know, I really, I think his dresses did that. He was so kind to the body. (laughs) They were just incredible. Have you, did you ever, did you ever wear them or did you ever sort of see the interior of one of them? I have never worn a Versace dress and I've never seen an interior. They're, they're, they're just so beautifully made, but so thoughtfully made. And it's literally like wearing the best kind of underwear. You know, it just lifts everything up. It's soft where it needs to be soft. They're, they're, they were, they were amazing. They're really amazing. that does sound fabulous. Mm. And tell me, you know, you're a writer. 
and you publish with much success. By the way, another bracket, you make it look easy. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, your new book, The Worst Leapover in the World, has just come out and it's fabulous. Can you just tell me a bit about that? Yeah, I think first and foremost, like you, I'm a, I'm a big reader. So I guess a lot of my work is informed by being a reader. Um, that's, that's what I come to the table with first. I've always loved I've been a voracious reader Mm. um so I read a lot and pretend that that's work um but really it's just because I love reading and I have a monthly column for house and garden which has sort of kept me on the straight and narrow because as you'll probably agree with I think if you're self-employed it's really good to have the discipline of having to have something that you regularly hand in um and I think what is born of that is the more flight of fancy stuff so really in the in the day-to-day um I drop my kids off at school and then I come back and I write at the kitchen table um and that's a mixture of kids stuff and grown-up stuff the actual title of the book is such a great idea because of course it's like everyone's <laughs> the worst sleepover nightmare all of you know your kids have had a nightmare sleepover well I think it's that it's so familiar it's so yes. familiar to everyone. It's familiar to kids. It's familiar to parents where I, I really decided when I was working on the book that the sleepover is to kids what New Year is to you when you're in your early 20s, yes. <laughs> where you think it's going to be the best night ever and yeah. everything's going to change from this night. And actually, it normally it's... tends to be quite shit. Yeah. And, well, um, desperately unhappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah de- <laughs> desperately desperately unhappy yeah so it's um it's it it, just the very thought of it made me smile because it really and I think that kids put so much into planning them and but normally the next day are broken and feral because they haven't gone to sleep and um yeah so it's it's that and also I like the idea of working with an illustrator on the undoing of mum, the unravelling of mum. So mum sort of starts and she's quite hip and fairly glamorous. And then by the end, she's just totaled. The kids have broken her. Um, And I like that process too. I mean, it's what I love about picture books actually is, is, is that process, the collaboration between the illustrator and the, and the writer. Yeah, I bet it's, Really, really fun and exciting, actually. The mum in Worst Leapover World, and madam, I can never pronounce it, Sophie. Bada say. <laughs> no one can. No one can pronounce Bada-bada. it. Bada Bada. It's Badoo Bada. Badoo Bada. So you think of that, that, that 90s song that went Bada Da 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 Da. So okay. Badoo Bada. <laughs> the protagonist in your first kids' book. I mean, they're very stylish. You know, Madame Badoubadar is a deal new look. Can you talk about the process of collaboration with your illustrators on how characters look? I mean, to me, I imagine it's a bit like a director talking to the costume designer. It must be re- the really fun bit. It's I, would so, I was about to say, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best bits. So with Lauren O'Hara, who illustrated Madame Badoubadar, we spoke a lot about what she looked like, who she was. In my head, she was somewhere between Ava Gardner and, you know, older Ava Gardner, Ava Gardner Mm. after a few gins, um, after shopping with Auntie Mame. And she became also a sort of amalgam of both of our grandmothers. So Lauren had this really glamorous granny. I had a glamorous granny. But I I loved her her kind of wasp-waisted 
her wasp waisted suits and then she had these kind of capes she's really amazing she's amazing madame badubada and she wears this brilliant swimsuit that looks like a 70s missoni um kind of crochet thing with a matching with a matching swimming hat she's brilliant and then with mum um in the worst sleepover she is in jeans and leopard print and big hoop earrings and she's a mum that all of us know um and she's she's sort of messily together but becomes more untogether as the book as the book goes on and as the kids keep her up all night brilliant and tell me what would you never wear (laughs) i'd never wear a visor (laughs) i'd never wear a visor and is there a piece of clothing that you really regret getting rid of Yes, there is. So I had the most beautiful dress when I was a teenager that I fantasise about. I thought about it the other day. It was raspberry pink silk and it was nipped in at the waist with this really full skirt. And I have have no idea what happened to it. No idea where it was from. But I think about it and I think, God, I would love to try and copy that because it was was so beautiful. It's funny where these things go. Do you? Uh, so many things. Well, actually, a lot of which you would know from the New yeah. York days. All that thrifting stuff, you know. I, I would love to see everything that I collected in those times. And I, I, I've, I don't have most of it. I don't have anymore. And I don't really know where it's gone. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it, I definitely reflect on that sadness. <laughs> I also, well, yeah, as you know, with, with that, I also have, I have there's stuff I gave away during that time when when I was you know gifted clothes yes. that I gave away that I think god I wish I <laughs> wish I hadn't given away yes. um yes. XYZ like yes. I was again thinking about that like I had this really beautiful jacket from from Dior that is got you know gone in the mists of time the annals of time I've got no idea where it is yeah where now you know then I guess it seemed normal you were in that world and now it's you know, you want to give it to your kids. You realise how special yeah, now, it was. Yeah, now I'm a middle-aged country mother yeah, <laughs> writing, right. writing at the kitchen table. Like, shit, what did I do with that, that jacket? Yeah, the you know? Dior jacket. Yeah. And, yeah, this metaphor for everything. Yeah, totally for life, everything yeah. in life. For yeah. everything in life. And tell me, does the climate crisis affect the way you shop now, do you think? I think it, I think it does and it doesn't because I think, again, I've literally been wearing the same thing yeah, for the yeah. past 20 years. I don't... You don't shop much, I really do don't shop much. No. Um, I really don't. It's one of the things my kids ask me about is I really, I really don't shop much. I buy, you know, maybe two dresses a year or something. Wow, that's um, brilliant, Yeah, so it's... Um, I guess back in the day, I bought good clothes that have lasted, and yeah, I and and also a lot of vintage. Um, I I have a lot of vintage clothes which are still, you know, doing the round. I, I wear a lot of um, old Aussie Clark, um, and there's a designer who, again, is the '50s '60s equivalent of Versace in the structure of the dress, but um, a designer called Seal Chapman who designed a lot of the dresses that Marilyn Monroe wore in her well off duty and on um who I collect and yeah I just I I, I don't buy much I guess that's the thing that we're most advised to do you know it's just not 
to buy much. <laughs> Not to yes, buy as much and as and we and used I, to. yeah, and I think also that's one of the one of the positive takeaways from this very strange upside down time that we've been living in post pandemic is that I think people have thought much more consciously about how they buy, what they buy, what they need, where things come from. And I think so many labels and fashion companies have had to be accountable in a way that they just haven't had to be historically. No, it's never a conversation. Yeah. And, and tell me, what is your favourite style decade and why? So I think f- 50s, early 60s and that designer Seal Chapman, it's the waist and just the... I love... So one of the things I, I love about Seal Chapman's early dresses are they're these sort of rain-washed, you know, faded florals that are so... They're just so pretty and they're so beautifully made. How about you? 70s. 70s, yeah. When you did that Monroe, like, little black dress thing, no one looked better. Aww. <laughs> Can I just say that? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just had to throw that in, my God. Thanks, um, what a siren, what a siren, I must say. Who is your ultimate star pin-up and why? It's a cross between Blondie yeah. and Sherilyn Fenn in Twin Peaks. Oh, that's, as a Audrey great, Horn. that's a great yeah. hybrid right there. That's a great <laughs> hybrid. So you've got kind of punk meets... Punk kind of thrift store meets... 50s sex kitten type. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's that. It's 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 a subversive siren. I think that's a great hybrid. Oh, and you, I always, I sometimes used to think because you look so like Debbie Harry, and I used to kind of think, oh God, if I looked as much like Debbie Harry as Sophie does, I would like really go there. I would, <laughs> I would like just pretend to be Debbie Harry. I would like. <laughs> I mean, I used to really think of you, all the things I would do with your canvas That's of Debbie so Harry. funny. Yeah, what would you, what, I confess. What would you, That's a what, confession. What right? would you have done? I right. want to know, as, 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 as Debbie is me, what would you have done? I was obsessed with you and Debbie via Debbie Harry. You know, uh, what would I have done if yeah. I was you? What would I have done? I would have done... If you, were, if you were me as Debbie. Yeah, could we go back 10 years when I used to think about this? Because I don't think about it anymore. <laughs> I would have done... I would have, got the, I would have got your hair... I would have done my hair differently. So I would have okay. like made it all Debbie Harry. Like, probably yeah. dyed it black at the back and had, like, you know, a messy... What's it? When they cut into it. And I probably would have worn more denim. Yeah. And I probably would have more worn more white T-shirts. I wouldn't have done a biker, but I would have... Yeah, I would have just not what you want to wear. I what okay. can I say? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's so funny. Um, so moving on, um, which singer style do you love? I think we might have that answer, no? Yeah, I think Debbie Harry, God, the Ramones. Again, it's interesting that the style that I love is sort of style that I don't that I that it's just style I love from afar. Yes. So maybe I'm just a secret longing punk i think maybe that's maybe that's where we've got with these questions is that i'm not the queen i'm a punk well a wannabe punk well i think you've got punk spirit for sure um tell me which movie do you love the style of such a it's such a hard one because there's so many so in the mood for love um Mm -hmm. i think the style is just unimpeachable yeah, um, but then, like, I like camper 
movie star like Absolute Beginners. Um, yeah, do you remember? I mean, my God, Patsy Kensit and Absolute so Beginners. Fantastic. Yeah. So fantastic. Um, Audrey Hepburn in Funny Face. Uh, so many, so many. How about you? God, uh, I don't know. Uh, I always loved Sissy Spacek in Badlands. Yes, the yes. The kind of jeans uh, with, the, with the high neck Victoriana, that kind yeah. of real 70s thing. Yeah. And I... And Picnic at Hanging Rock. Oh, Picnic Rock. at Hanging Rock. You yeah, know, that's another one. Paris, Texas. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. this, this is the so problem. Right. It's like you just, you, st you start and then I mean, there are hundreds. I mean, Natasha Kinski in the mohair is unbeatable. Yeah. I would yeah. say. Yeah. So, so beautiful. So beautiful. And the mohair is as yeah. beautiful as the face. It's it the really mohair is. and the face that work yeah. together that make it so iconic. Yeah. All right. Um, whose closet would you most like to raid, dead or alive? Okay, so it would be Marilyn for her Seal Chapman and her Jack's Slacks, mm. uh, but also Onassis era Jackie O. I love all those the, the trousers and the little t-shirts and the oh, Delman so shoes good. and and then a really smart handbag. Yes, that might yeah. be a bit bohemian, and then a gold chain around the yeah. neck. Yeah, she was so glamorous, oh, so she's elegant. Stylish. Yeah, yeah, just. Always, you look at pictures of her, especially in the seventies when she yes. was a publisher. Yeah, she sort of dropped the whole kind of prim, you know, president's wife, and she became seventies. Yeah, yeah, she was bra, she was braless. Yes, and yes, <laughs> braless yes. and potent. Yeah. Yes, exactly, fabulous looking. Yeah. Um, any current clothes obsessions? Dare I say it, I'm quite into bodysuits again. It's a 90s, I'm having a bit of a 90s revival. Um, so, again, I guess I never stopped dressing like it was the 90s. So. Yeah, well, it's a good place to, you know. So, so, so it suits me. Yeah. Um, I've got an old um, bodysuit from Alaya that I've been wearing a bit. Can I have two of your top style tips, please? My top style tips. Um, got that much to do with clothes i think a blow dry <laughs> i'm yes. really i'm really again a bit like my grandmother big on on getting a blowout um as she would say going to the, the parlor for a blowout. i learned that from you by the way yeah i think it's life changing I think, yeah it can it can it can just make you greet the day differently i love your husband because he said to me when I get a blow dry, Tom's like, why are you getting a blow dry? And I remember mentioning it to your husband, Jamie. I said yeah. something about a blow dry. And he said, I totally get it, babe. You need <laughs> to have a blow dry. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, know. I found you. I know. And it's really that moment it goes, and reader, that's why I married him. Exactly. <laughs> and I didn't. God damn. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, if you could have. I mean, I love, like, to give you an example, and I'm sorry, listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm a very repetitive person, but when I asked, when I interviewed Karl Lagerfeld, I asked him, what would you most wanted to have invented if you could have invented a piece of clothing? And he said the white shirt. Yves Saint Laurent, I read, said that he would have invented the denim jean. If you could have invented one item of clothing, what would it have been? The smoking jacket. Mm, yep, hard to beat. I think so chic. The smoking jacket as a jacket or the smoking jacket as a dress. I think Would that it, be in velvet? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that has to be in velvet, right? Yes. Yeah. Have you bought anything from eBay recently? I bought a 1950s filing cabinet. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's really oh, I pretty. I love that. 
And some quickfire questions. Cashmere or silk? Cashmere. Pumps or stilettos? Both. Nope. <laughs> nope. Pumps. Leopard or floral? Floral. Velvet or lace? Velvet. Plain white tee or plain white shirt? Shirt. Lipstick or mascara? Mascara. Fiction or non-fiction? Fiction. Yeah, me too. And please tell us a movie that you love and what's your favourite book of all time. And I know that's almost impossible, but just throw it out there. Okay, so a movie that I love and I can keep coming back to it and still love it and find things about it that I joy in is The Royal Tenenbaums, the Wes Anderson movie. I just love it. I think it's so tender and funny and original mm. and brilliant. Yeah. Um, and a book, a book that I feel the same way about is The Green Gage Summer by Ruma Godden, okay. which is a coming of age story all about longing and being on the cusp of womanhood. And it's just, I love the way that Ruma Godden writes and I think she... She does longing like no one else. God, well, two fantastic tips. My tip this week, this is what I used to do um, way back in a long time ago. And I used to go thrifting with friends and we'd all meet and we'd make a day of it. And it's so much fun. We used to do a road trip to Brighton, go somewhere where there's like a real collective of thrift stores and make a really fun day of it. Just celebrate going on a mission. It's, uh, it's so much fun. Sophie Dahl, I have just loved speaking to you so much. Thank you for joining me on This Odd Thing. Oh, thank you for having me. I loved it. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much to eBay for having sponsored this series. And thank you so much to everyone who's listened in. And hopefully I'll be coming back with Series 4. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And please do subscribe and do leave me a review. And if you want to add anything or tell me anything, then I'm at Bay Garnet on Instagram. Instagram and I'd always love to hear from you and thank you so much and remember keep on thrifting thank you so much to eBay for making this podcast happen 